Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll provide a little bit of color along the way. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at ArrowheadPride.com. It's week three, and the Chiefs are getting ready for their home opener with a 2-0 and record, and they welcome one of the three other teams in the AFC with a 2-0 and record, the Baltimore Ravens, into town on Sunday, noon, Arrowhead time, and you know the place will be rocking. This episode of From the Podium includes press conferences from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and punter Dustin Colquitt. And if you're wondering why Colquitt was included this week, it's because this Sunday, after he plays the game, no chief in NFL history will have worn the chief's uniform as many times as Dustin Colquitt. So he discussed that on Wednesday. We're going to start with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and continue our way along all the way to Colquitt. But right now, here's Reid from the podium. All right. Um, just a couple other things on uh, the injury front. Just um, um, Tyreek is the same, uh, making improvement, but the same. And then LaShawn McCoy and <clears throat> has a ankle sprain and Damian Williams has a uh, bum, uh, a bruise on his knee, bum bruise on his knee. So uh, we'll just see how they how it goes here uh, with time. So look forward to the challenge of playing the Ravens. We know they're a good football team, and um, and we'll get ourselves right this week. Starts today, so go out and practice and go through the steps uh, it takes to get ourselves ready to play. So that time's yours. With, with Eric, uh, he, he was injured Friday and then tried to give it a go. Did he hurt himself further or is he just kind of no. aggravated? Is, is, yeah. Yeah. What's it say about him who wanted to go play, though, and, and try to give it that shot? Yeah, yeah it, uh, you know, it's a tribute to him, yeah. But yeah, he, didn't, he didn't hurt any worse. I mean, he was, it's one of those deals. So he, on that front coach, how did you think Cam did uh, left tackle? Yeah, I thought Cam. Uh, I thought he did a good job. He uh, had a solid game and uh, started off with a little shaky one there at the beginning, but after that, he, he finished uh, finished it up real well. Andy, with guys that have this particular injury, it seems like that takes maybe a month or two that they could possibly return. Have any conversations about whether Eric would be on the IR to come back, or just no. have to sort of see how it goes tomorrow? Yeah. We'll just see, see how it goes. Coach, switching gears and home opener. I mean, I imagine coming in two and zero, you're pretty excited about playing it. Yeah, it's a, we love playing here. So we got great fans. They, they've traveled all over the country here, literally, uh, uh, to watch us play the last couple of weeks. So it's great to have it here at home, where um, we'll get our head packed up and ready to go. Andy, what's the plan for McCoy and Damian Williams today? Are they going to practice? Uh, McCoy might do a little bit, but uh, Damian won't. <clears throat> what trades uh, does Earl Thomas offer that kind of complicates what you're, you guys are trying to do? Well, you're talking about an all-pro player, so good football player and uh, smart. So he, uh, he's a good player, playing well right now. 
what, what's their does their defense look different? They got a couple of different personnel guys. Are they kind of playing the same way though? Yeah, similar. Yeah, the scheme's the same. They just you know they they do a great job of uh, kind of replacing guys, and uh, that's what they've done. And they're playing at a high level. What have you seen from from their quarterback the first couple of games this year? You know, the competition's a little bit different, but it looks like he's maybe taking that step. Yeah, so I liked him a lot coming out of college, and uh, and so I mentioned that back then. Um, and he's, uh, I mean, he's playing well and uh, does a lot of things well. I mean, everybody kind of goes to his his run game, but he can throw the football, and uh, and he, he's doing it with accuracy, and and he does it from all the different levels of the you know, whether it's a rollout manner or whether it's in the pocket. He's got he's got it down. Did they have a in your opinion, watching them this year versus last year, are there more collection of talented players around Lamar that's allowed him to play slightly better than everybody has shown a year ago? Yeah, I, listen, I, I think it's him. Uh, he's got talent around him for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way that he, he's played, he's slowed down for him. He sees it, and uh, he's, his reads are great, and he's done all those, those little things that end up being big things. But he's got, he's got command of the, that offense. Andy, how dangerous sort of is the Ravens' kind of play-action game? With Lamar, with Lamar? Well, they they're gonna they they've got a good runner there too, or two. So they've uh, um, they they compound it, and then they take advantage of that with uh, with a play-action game. So, coach, back in the day, you know, throwing the ball around was kind of a change-up. You know, the NFL was a, a running game. You had to play the Seahawks and Ravens last year, the two best rushing teams. Is is that now the hard thing to prep for? Kind of, like, you know. Wishbone, you know. Yeah, listen, most defensive guys start there. I mean, that's where they start with the run game, and then they kind of progress into the pass game. And uh, I don't think that part's changed that I can see. I mean, you talk to defensive guys, and they, or you listen to defensive coaches when they talk, and we got to stop the run, you know. So, um, so it's still, I think it's still that the same thought there. And even these the RPO teams, they're running the football first, and then coming back to, to throw the football. So. Andy, a general football player is a question. Just curious. If you score a touchdown, you're down one last minute of the game, you got to decide to either kick the field, or kick the extra point, or go for two. Like, when you're making that decision for what you want to do, is that like a gut call? Or do you use data? Like, what are the different factors you consider? What you well, do? you have all of that. Plus, you know, you get you get a feel of how the game is going. I guess that would be the gut, the gut call. But, um, and then... I mean, you evaluate where you're at and there's element of everything. You put it kind of in a hopper and you come up with it, and then analytics is also part. And you've been doing this a long time. It seems like there's been a, like a, a little bit of a rise in teams uh, kind of going for two. Like now that they've been able to, like is there like a reason why teams seem to be doing it? Is it analytics or guys gambling more? Like what do you think it is? Yeah, probably situational. Uh, what they think, they, if they feel like they can score, they're going to do it. Yeah, but and the analytics are big. I mean, they, that's uh, the people. A lot of people use those and go buy them. Right? Yeah. Coach, I know there uh, we saw in the preseason got to see him, seen a little bit of him in the regular season, but a lot of you know the running back's responsibility is the protection, and that's something that takes a little time sometimes for running backs to get down what they've got to do. Are you, you comfortable where he is? Yeah, no, he's he's sharp. You know, he's very intelligent kid, so I'm, I don't worry about him. And I look at him like he's a starter. I mean, he played last year for us. And 
if he has to get in and play, that's not a problem at all. Does it change based on the size? I mean, he's not as big as some of the other guys. Oh, hold on, which one are we talking about? Jalen Thompson. Oh, Thompson. I'm sorry. I was on the Williams. The Darryl oh, no, Williams. I know. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, Darrell Williams, I'm, I'm good with Darrell. Um, Thompson doesn't – no, not really. As long as he, I, I feel like he knows what he's doing, I'm good with it. So, the, the, you know. the challenge, though, size-wise, is it – does he have to be better, more technically sound, or – Listen, I was around Brian Westbrook for a number of years, and they're, they're the same size. And so Brian would come up and fill it as well as anybody. And um, this kid's wired like that. I mean, he'll stick it up in there and, and hit you. So um, it's just a matter of seeing it. So he's he's young, so he hasn't seen everything that there is to see, but he's he's getting there. I feel comfortable with him in there. Yeah. And what you like most about your defense week one to week two? <clears throat> Yeah, I, and I think this is probably general of the team. You know, we get the two drives that took place easily, could have hung our heads, and I, I think they stepped up um, and just kind of put their foot down and said, listen, we're, we're not doing this. We're going to tighten this thing up here. And, um, you know, I was impressed with that. Very easily that could have gone the other way. And um, they didn't do that. So there was a little bit of team building there and, and a certain mentality um, that you that you like to see from a coaching standpoint, but I thought you know overall they've they've done better against the the run uh, than what we were doing before. But we've got to continue on getting better. I think the more familiar we get with it, you know, with the defense, it even picks up a little bit. Coach Pat, Pat helped send a game to OT last year, Week 11 against the Ravens after he converted converted a big fourth and nine late in the fourth. Um, what is it about Mahomes that makes him so special in kind of those do or die moments? Yeah, I mean, the simple answer is that he makes plays uh, during that time. He doesn't, um, he doesn't shy away from it. You got a knack for that. The guys around him trust him that he's going to do something. Um, and then they, like the one you're, we're talking about was with Tyreek throwing it back. He, Tyreek never quit on that play. I mean, he kept, kept working, and that's a trust. That's where that trust comes in between the two of them. Coach, a couple more guys. Coach, you're familiar with uh, Coach Harbaugh. Um, the time he's been in Philly, is there any different feeling that you get going up against him, someone that said he owes a lot of his coaching success to you? Yeah, well, he's a phenomenal coach. He's a good friend. I mean, I've had that last week, too, so, I mean, it's the same. <laughs> um, but he um, – no, I, listen, I, I love playing against them because I know they're well coached and they've got good players. So, I mean, we do this for the challenge of, uh, you know, that, that experience on Sunday. So, I, um, um, I, I guess, I mean, I, I look forward to always playing those guys. But when you're going, you're, you're kind of into the game and what you got to do adjustment-wise and so on. I know, you've, I know you've prepared for a lot of different scenarios and practices and training camp. But with, you know, starting a game without Eric Fisher, would there be a possibility of moving Mitchell Schwartz over or would you just go with Cam and uh, Well, Cam's practiced there, you know, and, and done that. So, I mean, we're comfortable with Cam in there. Um, but we do have that flexibility to do that if we if we need to, you know. But. You, you and your staff, um, Greg Lewis included, have done such a good job developing Tyreek. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, gets a lot of comparisons because of the speed and the size. Do you see some of those similar traits that maybe you saw back with Phil and, and Get sure. Yeah. No. He's a. He's got good speed, quickness. Looks like he and the quarterback have a good relationship, which is important in that. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's a talented kid. Yeah. Karen, 
Coach, um, Dustin Colthwaite could be like the all-time appearance maker for the Chiefs. What is it about him? Does he drink from the fountain of youth, or what do you see in him that has preserved his career? Yeah, well, he keeps himself in great shape, and, um, and he works at his craft there. Now, he comes from a family that understands this, um, his dad with his dad, so, uh, and his brother being part of that, too. But um, I think that he works it, he keeps, him, he keeps his body right. Nate, Andy, from your core cornerbacks, Kendall, Shaw, uh, Traverius, what did you see progression-wise from week one to week two, particularly? getting some turnovers there in the yeah yeah I was happy for that I mean that turnover is a big part of this game uh, and and uh, in general so I mean for the fact that they they played the ball well in the air I thought that was good and um, there was another part of that with the pressure mm -hmm. so I, I think all those things kind of came together but the main thing was that they made the catch um, and and uh, played the ball well. Is that, is that an area where this defense can grow maybe more than people anticipate just because or young, sort of the, yeah. the communication that's necessary in the back end? Yeah, that and when we're young, you know, mm -hmm. one of the spots there, so. Yep. Sam. With, with the run game, when it's not, I guess, particularly effective, is there as much urgency to make sure you have that going as maybe there was five, ten years ago? Well, you want, yeah, you want it to go. I mean, that's not, it's not something that you don't want it to work, but if a defense is doing that, then they, you know, it's hard for them to do everything. So uh, we don't care. I mean, we, we, if you're going to do that, then we're going to do this. We don't fight that. I mean, that's not... We're not going to bang our head up against the wall on that. We're going to try to find, the, the trick is trying to find what, what's going to work at that time, whether it's run, pass, you know, whatever it is. Andy, uh, uh, all right, Adam, and then last one right here. Go ahead, Adam. Andy, what do you know about your new uh, offensive tackle? Um, I don't know Anything much. No, I don't know much. I know he showed up today, and and, uh, <laughs> and Veach likes him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't had a chance to see him do, do this thing, so. And this is probably a question you're going to say. It's more for Brett Beach, but there's a lot of talk out there. Jalen Ramsey, cornerback you guys just faced a couple weeks ago, wants to be traded. Uh, Brett Beach came to you and said, would you like to have this player? What, what would your answer be to that? Oh, I, I, that's Brett does all that. I mean, he allows me to concentrate on the, the football part. I mean, that's just where we're at. And then speculation. I mean, I, I don't go there with all that. So Andy Reid expectedly unwilling to get involved in any Jalen Ramsey conversation. If you haven't heard, Ramsey is requesting a trade out of Jacksonville, and the Chiefs are one of the most cornerback needy teams who is a contender in the NFL. So obviously a lot of people have made that connection. And sometimes in these things where there is smoke, there is fire. So Reid not willing to really get into that, but... What I found interesting is he was willing to talk about the defense. Whenever he was asked a question on Wednesday about the defense, he did expand. And what I think that means is he's happy with the progression, but he wants to put the confidence in them that they can continue to have success. And that's going to be imperative on Sunday with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson having as much success as they have had entering this game. Lamar Jackson and Earl Thomas are two players to watch. Reed was highly complimentary of both and said that he watched and enjoyed Lamar Jackson out of college. Jackson profiles to the type of quarterback that Reed likes. On Sunday, he'll be on the other side. 
We're going to continue on with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Here's Mahomes from the podium. Patrick, how are you doing? Home. You're finally home. Coming in 2-0. Can you talk about the excitement of the home opener? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole team uh, is excited to finally be in Arrowhead. Uh, the young guys are really excited to see what it's like in the regular season, even though the preseason was, was just as hype. Um, but uh, we're excited to be home. Uh, we get to play a great opponent, and we get to go out there and uh, represent the, the kingdom. What did you notice Sunday about Eric Fisher's effort to try to get out there with you guys and play the game? And what did you notice from Cam sort of replacing him and keeping the offense still fluid? Yeah, I mean, Fish get, got out there and gave it a try. I mean, and that's what uh, all you can expect from him. Uh, if something goes wrong, it goes wrong. But uh, he, he was he was uh, trying to get out there and fight with the team. And then when Cam get, came in, I mean, that's the, the good thing about that whole O-line room is we got depth there that guys can come in and, and do their job and keep me protected. And I feel like he did a great job uh, coming in and, and filling in uh, well. A lot happened when you guys played Baltimore last year. What do you remember? What stands out to you now about that game last year? Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of different things. They do a lot of different things well. I think that's the biggest thing is they're, they're very sound with what they do. They don't have a lot of breakdowns. Uh, they have a, a really good defense, uh, and they have, they have a great offense and a great special team. So, I mean, it's going to be a great challenge for us. I'm excited for the uh, the opportunity to play them at home. Pat, Earl Thomas has said he plans to eliminate all of the big plays. Is that possible for one guy to accomplish at the free safety? Yeah, I mean, they have, they have a great defense, and Earl's a, a great player and has been a great player for a long time. Uh, so for us, we're just going to try to do our job and uh, move the ball uh, down the field in whatever way possible, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to hit some of those plays. What stands out to you, though, about watching on Thomas when you see him like that? Yeah, he's, he's extremely smart. I mean, obviously, he's physically uh, very gifted. Uh, he can do a lot of different things, but he's able to recognize routes and, and break on them uh, fast. And so you, you see that type of stuff, and you think there's times where you can shoot some balls and, into some different seams, and then he makes plays on them. So he's a guy that's been doing it, doing it for a while now, and he has a, a lot of talent. Where does they have a fourth and nine throw, that conversion, Frank, as far as your short career, maybe some of your biggest throws? That was probably my favorite one, just to the situation and uh, just giving the guys a chance and Tyreek making a, a great play on it and ended up winning the game at home. Uh, I mean, that, that uh, gave us that pretty much gave us home field advantage last year in the, in the playoffs and everything like that. So it, it was one of, my, one of my favorite throws, if not my favorite so far. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't know if you call it composure. I looked the wrong way first, so uh, that, that, I just kind of made made something happen after that. But uh, just trying to find a way to win. I mean, when you're a competitor and when you play with guys that are they're really good, you have to find a way to get the ball out of your hand and then let them make plays for you. You won't go up against Lamar Jackson. You're obviously playing the Ravens defense, but what does it mean that you guys are kind of the young guns here? That matchup, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great experience. I mean, we got to play last year uh, once, and then seeing his uh, progression with the understanding of the offense, I mean, I understand uh, going from year one to year two, there's, there's a huge switch that you kind of start understanding the offense at a different level, and it's able to let him uh, have success more as a passer, which, I mean, he has he's always had the talent, but it's about learning the offense, and, he, and he's done that now. And then, obviously, with his running ability, he can still do that. So it's going to be a great challenge, like I said, for, for our whole team. They're, they're, they're great in every aspect of the game and I feel like we are too, so it'll be a, a great opponent to start off with at home. What did you the Ravens are among league leaders in quarterback pressures. They've got 43 to, through two weeks, but they don't have necessarily one guy who's just been dominated. Just, what is it about their scheme that allows them to bring pressure from different places and just put more pressure on you guys to know what they're doing? 
Yeah, I think it's that everyone does their job. I think that's the biggest thing with this whole team, uh, with the Ravens, is that they're they're going to be sound with it. They're, they're going to bring pressures, but they're not going to be breakdowns and coverages at the same time. And they understand what each each guy's role is uh, on the defense. And so it may not be one guy that, that, that they have rushing, but they have a lot of very, very good players that are going to do their job the right way and trust in each other. A lot of deep passes are obviously necessary for Armstrong, but you need accuracy to get the ball there in the right placement. Was there anything that you did this offseason to try to improve your accuracy? And, and how do you feel like your accuracy has grown since you got into the league? Uh, I think the, the biggest thing that, that we did in the offseason was just throw. I think just throwing with guys more and more, you start learning where you need to put that ball at, where they like the ball the most, and, and you build those relationships with guys. I mean, going into the, to last season, I mean, I, I'd been with these guys, but I really didn't work within them for basically just half a year to a year. And so now just having a, another full offseason where I was able to work with the guys and get that timing down has really translated well in the field. Do, do you think your accuracy is, is not as valuable as talked about as – Maybe even you would like at this point? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of just go out there and play, and as long as you're playing football games and you're, and you're winning, uh, usually good stuff happens. Patrick, on that play last year, you are talking about against the Ravens. Is, when you're just trying to make something happen, is that a down and distance and, and situation? Or, like, do you, do you make that throw if it's not in that situation? Yeah, I'd probably only fourth down uh, is the only time I'd ever make that throw across the field like that. I mean, I'd throw some across the field, but not just kind of chunking it down the field like that. So, uh, it's a fourth down play where we had to make something happen and you don't I know I'm not running for it so I just try to throw it out there and guys make plays and uh, Tyreek came back to the ball and cut off the linebacker and made a great catch. Pat, you're not going to have Tyreek. Oh, go ahead, Sam. How do you resist the urge to do it on another play? Yeah, you just make that mistake once and you kind of know that feeling so you just try not to do it again. <laughs> you're not going to have Tyreek and Eric's hurt and the running backs are a little bit dinged up right now. You know, a few weeks ago this offense had was at full strength. How, how good do you think you can be when you're not at full strength? you guys do you have any concerns at all when, when some of the backup guys come in? Uh, none. I mean, those guys have worked as hard as anyone um, to be ready for their opportunities. And you saw it last week with, with D-Rob and with McColl and, the, and those guys. And I have the same trust with everybody on this team. As we put in the work this training camp, and, and it's everybody's getting reps. Everybody's going out there and running these deep routes or, or running in the ball from the backfield. And I have trust that, that we're going to have the guys ready to play on uh, Sunday. Do you do anything fun for your birthday? I had dinner on Monday night. That's kind of like my like little little cheat day. But yesterday I studied, so that's that was fun, I guess. Um, we saw some social photos of Terry. Looks like he's been able to shake the sling. Just uh, what has he meant to the team and the wide receiver room while he's been not been able to play? Yeah, I mean it's hard to keep keep him off the field. Every time you you he's walking around the place, it seems like he's like shaking the sling or, or like doing whatever and you're like man you got to just rest for just a second but that's just the, the mentality that he has is he wants to be out there he wants to be competing with his brothers and uh it's uh we're excited to get him back whenever that happens a couple more guys um, patrick you know we people have talked about you coming out of the spread kind of offense and you look around the league a couple of injuries are the reason why there's a couple of washington state quarterbacks going mason rudolph's going to be playing now Baker, Kyler, you, it's kind of like, you, you feel like your success has helped kind of people believe more in quarterbacks coming out of those systems and, and kind of what that could mean for the future of the National Football League? Uh, I don't know if it's if it's necessarily my success, but I think just the success of the, the offense in general and then as coaches have first kind of came into the league from spread off, from air raid spread offenses or whatever you call it, uh, and then we've intertwined that into the NFL offenses of, of old. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's kind of a mixture of that that's helped other guys being able to come in the league and have success whenever they get their opportunity. 
opportunities. Patrick, um, Dustin's going to be like the all-time everything as far as playing games. Dustin, now you've probably prolonged his career because he doesn't have to punt as much with <laughs> the offense here. But what have you learned from a guy like this who's been in the league and is still taking good care of himself and able to perform when called on? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dustin, like you said, he, he takes care of his body at a, a very high level. Uh, he, he gives me tips and, and stuff like that whenever whenever stuff happens or if, if whatever the case. He always is giving me something. So he's a, he's a great mentor or whatever you want to call it to have as someone who's done it the right way and been around the league for a long time. Tips on food? No, nah, tips on taking care of your body, everything. That man can. That man has a tip for everything. I'll say that. <laughs> Last one, Steve. Patrick, week one, it was Sammy. Week two, D-Rob. What are you telling these guys, uh, of course, to be ready during the week? Are you saying anything like, hey, I'm going to hit you, be ready, it's going to be your turn? I think we I think we just kind of built that trust as they know that if they're open, I'm going to try to get them the ball no matter who it is on the field. So that's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and the point of the press conference that's stood out to me was him calling the fourth and nine play against the Baltimore Ravens last year his favorite play of the season and a lot of people forget that the Chiefs nearly lost to the Ravens last year but he had to convert that fourth and nine throws it all the way down the field to Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs end up winning that game 27 to 24. I also asked him about Earl Thomas. If you haven't heard on Wednesday, Earl Thomas said in Baltimore that because he's in the back of the defense he's going to eliminate all big plays. Mahomes really wouldn't take the bait on answering back that quote, but what he did say is they're just going to try to move the football down the field. And like Andy Reid, he was highly complimentary of Earl Thomas. And I know that he's unwilling to say something back to Earl, but don't think that Patrick Mahomes has it noted and logged that Thomas said that. I wonder if he beats Thomas, we get something like a flex that we sometimes see from Patrick Mahomes. This should be at least a point to watch. Other two things I liked is that Patrick Mahomes was reading his playbook on his birthday. I thought that was interesting. And you could tell that he's really ready for Tyreek Hill to get back in the lineup. If you haven't seen on social media, Tyreek Hill has been seen without a sling. So I'm not a medical expert like our in-house guy, Aaron Borgman, but that's probably a good sign that maybe it'll be closer to four games than six games remains to be seen. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll go directly into the sound from Dustin Colquitt. Again, he will become the player who has worn the Chiefs jersey more times than anyone else in the 60-year history on Sunday. We'll be right back. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
I'm just excited that after that second quarter that you asked me a question because that was a crazy just display of offense that we had in Oakland. That was fun to watch kind of the last time on the baseball diamond. Um, it's exciting. I got to sit across the locker room from 68 Will Shields for two seasons and got to kind of see, pick, you know, pick his brain, kind of get to see how he worked. And it's interesting. He'd be sitting in the game locker with his glasses on just asleep like before games not asleep but just like in his zone and I remember watching uh, him on the field like during training camp and stuff like that and then you see him on a game day and you're like man this is like a calm before one of the coolest storms you could kind of ever see um, so for us to be tied right now I'm, uh, obviously it's exciting just for my family and I um, but it's cool that I can kind of share this with him I remember asking for his jersey um, in 2005 and he goes, I don't, I don't do jerseys until I'm done. That's bad luck. And man, sure enough, as soon as he retired, he showed up and like gave me this jersey signed and every have it in my basement. And I remember I didn't have to ask again either. It was one of those. He's that kind of guy. So it's fun seeing how he did it and just trying to replicate you know, that kind of career. And obviously, he was a every down except for fourth down guy. And I'm a fourth down guy, but so he did. did he was in the trenches. Did Patrick Mahomes kind of help extend your career? Since, you know, the offense is so prolific, you don't have to punt as much. I think there's more like punchline jokes um, when I do get to punt. Um, but I think so. I mean, anytime you're not working as much, but at the same time, I, you know, I've talked that every kick, hold, snap, punt, everything is, you know, more under the microscope, more important and more kind of can affect the game. Um, so, it, but it's been fun. It's, it's fun watching that offense. I have to be honest, you can't get too caught up in it because when you do, you get, you're like, oh my gosh, we got a hole. Um, you're running 90 yards to hold because you you're, don't know what's going to, you don't know when he's going to strike. And, you know, with, you know, the recent influx of 17 in there now, and, you know, we just have these guys that are just playing ball and executing. It's, you know, Aunt, Coach Andy Reid's mind like coming alive on the gridiron. So it's really fun to watch. So when you went going through some contract stuff, I think you, it was your conversation with your dad where he said kind of finished what you started. Are you reminded of that when you cross off with a milestone like that? Yeah, I think definitely because I, I went to him in 2012 and I said, man, this, it looks like we're, it's going to crash and burn here. And I love it here. I love all the people, the the organization, the family, the feel to it. And so when that kind of Andy Reid influence kind of came in, um, he's like, you got to keep doing this. He said the one thing that he regretted was trying to go elsewhere after his kind of Pittsburgh Steeler days. And we have a very similar feel to our organizations, just with the family feel and just the history. And you know, I got to wear a I got to, I don't think I don't I try not to think about this beforehand because you know you wear a 50s patch and if there's a 50s patch you know unless God returns there's going to be a 60s patch and so I've, I'm so excited that I get to you know wear that this season so I think my my dad was right and it's what I wanted to do too this is a special place for my family I've raised all five of my kids kind of here and so yeah, Dustin, when did this record sort of when did you come become aware that you were kind of aligned to this record uh, has it been a while or has it been recently that you kind of knew this was coming? I knew the years were kind of like adding up and getting close. Um, I had to sit out uh, two games from a, a eventual surgery in the off season in um, 2008, or I, I guess I kind of already been, been there, but I knew that it was kind of coming because I always remembered Will kind of towards the end of his career. You just not, he could dunk a basketball. He could do all these 
things. And I was like, dude, this guy could play for like 30 years if he wanted to, it seemed like. And he, if you look at him now, he's still doing the same stuff. So I think as I got into that 14, 15, I remember, and you have great reminders, like the, the, the PR department here is great. And like, I've actually had, you know, I. I don't want to name names about Brad, but um, he'd actually like come down and said like, you're one away on this inside the 20 record this year. And so, and I, you know, I was like, wow, that's, I mean, I need that information, right? I'm just in a game trying to give our defense 90 yards or whatever it is. And he's like, you just need one more. You got this, you, then your next punt, just try to get it. And you're like, this is great. Like, I mean, this is like a sports psychologist rolled into one and a PR guy, so. You talked about Will's pregame routine. What, what's yours? Um, I, I try to do the same thing. I try to listen to some music. I've always listened to some Buffett stuff kind of before the game, just kind of calm any kind of nerves you have going on and then I'm just helping whoever our kicker is working a lot with a snapper spending a lot of time with those guys and just making sure I try to carry out uh, you know what I did what I worked on all practice what what their weapons are what how I could potentially get in trouble and how I could you know set up our defense to be excited because you know they they want to take that long diagonal towards the goal line and you know I know that I want to be the uh, defensive coordinator's best friends being spag so I want him to be like you know, I, I love the punter. I, I want him to say that a lot. And so I, I just focus on that stuff. What's going to put, you know, our team in the, in the, in the best situation on game day. Patrick Any said you stuff in particular? Say that again. Any Jimmy Buffett stuff in particular? Um, we, there was always a gr uh, thing growing up. I was playing like soccer and, and anything but football. And so my grandfather was always like, you need to be a son of a son of a punter. And so the <laughs> son of a son of a sailor was always big uh, for me. Um, but he, he just, all of his, you know, sometimes you know, in the course of, of my career, you have seasons that are two and 14. And that doesn't happen when, when people like Andy Reid take over and do that stuff. And we were so lucky to get him since 2013. But I think his music kind of resonated that sometimes you do have to roll with the punches. And adversity is something that you can use to propel yourself and to try to make you better. And I think that, you know, all of those years kind of have got me to that point and kind of prepared to, to do what I'm doing right now. Patrick, you stuck it out here in hopes there would be times like this. Right. But did, in, in your darkest times, did you feel like it was never going to happen for you here, that, that you were just maybe destined to kick for a lot of bad teams, that that's how it was going to be for you? I was hopeful. I mean, you know, you do eight straight years and you have like two or three like good years and those eight, you just think like, man, what, how, what's going to be the difference maker? And then you think, you know, you always hear small market jargon, you know, stuff about that. And then you think we have a potential to, you know, for three or four days, we hear like we might be able to get, you know, Andy Reid here. And you're like, this just blows your mind because the only thing you've heard is small market. We want to try to get guys to come here and try to win and get our defense in that top 15 and stuff. That was like the talk back then. And now it's like, we want to be the best at everything, every down, every day. And so it just, that changed. And so when I heard that, I remember being, I was kicking on the in, indoor uh, facility before going to Hawaii. And Andy was like, I want to talk to you, but like after you kick. And so there was a priority, like we're, we're, we work here and then let's talk, but I want you to stay. And so he, there was, not, there was no more hidden agenda, no like, let's make players guess about stuff. He's gonna tell you exactly how it is and what he expects, and we're gonna work together for that common goal and, and, and win. Patrick said that you, you have a tip for everything because you've been around long enough. 
who were the guys who were giving you tips? It's a little different when you're a punter. There's not six other punters hanging around, but who, who were you getting tips from about being a pro? I know your father probably, but what teammates made an impression besides Will? Definitely. You know, I think um, Will's big, but then you have like Eddie Kennison, Tony Gonzalez. I remember riding on planes with him, and, you know, he would downright tell you, like, don't, don't eat that steak, you need that fish. Like, it's going to make you better. You're, if your body's at a maximum level, then you're going to play better. And so that was big for me when I came in. Lawrence Tynes and Kendall Gammon was here. And so they had, you know, he had uh, uh, 13 years of experience where I got, got to kind of pick his brain. And um, so there, there's a lot of guys that have, that have come here. John Carney was here briefly, and I got to really, you know, work on my holding there. I'd asked every question. I remember the first time I picked up grass like I've done my whole career and put it and told the kicker, this is, I'm the caddy, this is where we're kicking off of. And so I'd put it down, and he went and put his own grass down. And so I was like, you're John Carney. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he played 20-something years in the league. And so I've just had a, a great influence of those guys. And I remember just Eddie Kennison from a faith standpoint, just really saying, you know, stay who you are. Remember who you are. That faith is the only thing that it will never change in your life. There's a lot of stuff that can change that's out of your control. Control what you have, like, you know, the, what you can control, really. How much longer do you want to keep doing this? As long as I can. That's kind of the you know the, that question. You know, I, I think we see a lot of a lot of guys uh, like Tom Brady is. You know, this when is he ever going to be done? I mean, it looks like he can you know keep going for a long time. And um, I just want to play and uh, play to where I'm. I'm helping the team. I can help a young kicker out. I want to do that as long as my body feels good. I feel great. And I had a patch there and you know, eight, nine, 10, and 16, where I was just constantly having like stuff kind of going on. I feel like I've just really learned how to eat, eat better and take care of myself. And um, I like to go, you know, as long as I can. I mean, there's not like a set goal. I let God kind of do that. I, I want him to be, I want him to have that line of like, this is how long I'm going to play and just say, just work, keep your head down and, and do everything you can in the meantime on a daily basis. Dustin, do you feel like you're better, performing better than you ever have or as good as you ever had in your career because of the experience and what you've added to your regime and the tips you've put to use? I think so at times. You know, I had a rough uh, second and fourth punt in Oakland. It was just I didn't handle the wind very good. You got to really lock down and see that ball all the way through impact. Um, this was my definitely my best training camp I've ever had, preseason and practices and stuff like that. Um, and but you know, two punts are the ones that haunt you, and they get they get lost once you you know keep doing what you're supposed to do. But yeah, I definitely this is the best my body's felt and my mind and everything like that. And I think that's just because we have good continuity with uh, Coach Tobe, and you know Rod brings a lot of uh, a lot of energy because he played special teams in the league, and so we're just in a great place and a lot of good players to play with and just a great work environment. So it's fun to fun to have all of those ingredients that hadn't been here all the time through my career. You've been uh, lobbying for any fakes or anything? Anything up your <laughs> No, no. We Dave's always like we punt to win. So, and I think you know that's you know that's true, and it's so, it's funny, and it's it's true. Um, if you know if he if he calls something up, we're gonna we're gonna definitely do it. It's I'm sure it's in there at some point this season. 
Um, but but right now our thing is you know give the defense a lot of field to work with, try to pin them deep, and and hang it up. That's that's the biggest thing. Is as I get older, I always look in the off season at Pro Football Focus and I see like where I'm hanging and uh, the the I think the the highest guys in that four five two a year, and I'm up four four two. And so I'm like right in the pack. There's some indoor guys in front of me, and I think when that if that starts going down, I'm just gonna say. I can't. I'm not. If I can't. If you can't hang it in this league, then you get in trouble. And so that's that's what you got to try to do is keep keep those guys because they're tired. You know, they're tired. They're a lot of them are playing both sides of the ball and expected a lot. And so my job is to say like if we if we don't have to cover 75 to 80 percent of our punts, which you a punter would want to take pride in like that, then I've done my job. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.